Imagine I spoke like that. Imagine if that sounds started things. Imagine I was like, yo, hey guys. Imagine if we were calling. Yo, bitches. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to this week's episode Leave me alone. Welcome. No, uh, I bully them all I want. Welcome to this week's episode of Murder Once Irish. Episode where 59. we talk about uh, real life scenarios. We're episode 59, feeling fun. Episode 59. And we're feeling fine. We're feeling okay. We're doing alright. I'm feeling fine. We're doing okay. It's not a fucking. Uh, She's scratching the representation of Scratching me. the vag off herself. No, it hasn't been my vag. Just everything else? Yeah. How long are you going to be in this for? This one, the this one I'm talking about now, I'll be on it for, uh, I have to take that three times a day for 10 days. And then the other one, when the pain is really bad, I can take it as I feel, but I can only take it up to three times a day, but I can top it up with paracetamol. Ah, uh, okay. But to be f- fair, today's probably the first day I've had to take it like... A couple of times throughout the day. Uh, other than that, up until today, I've been able to get by with just taking it going to bed. Okay. Because I haven't been sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but today, <clears throat> I just did too much the past few days. And it honestly, you know when you get pain and you can... F- the only way I can describe it is like your face gets warm because it's like it hurts hurting so much. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I felt like when I fell that time where I hurt my ankle. It felt like my body was on fire. Yeah. Um, uh, there is a new Michael Keaton movie coming out where he plays the father of a ch- child that gets addicted to opioids. It's about the whole opioid crisis and th- those motherfuckers and um, those drug companies in America that knew it was addictive. Those fucking drug companies. They're scum, but they're getting their comeuppance now. Um, but yeah, there's. I saw a trailer for that Michael Keaton movie and I was like, Michael Keaton's back in a serious role being serious. Michael Keaton. He's, he's back. A serious, he was in. A, he's, he did Conan this week, last week. Oh yeah, I like Michael Keaton a lot. I like Michael Keaton too. Um, he's um, he very funny. That. He's very funny. Yeah, he was a stand-up originally. I didn't know that until recently when I read uh, somebody was talking about him on a podcast, and they were like, "Michael Keaton was a stand-up. That's what he did first. And then um, he has the looks of a stand-up. He does, and he has the, the he has that comedy thing about him, like Beetlejuice. That's pure fucking comedy. Beetlejuice is gas. Um, but yeah, so well done, Michael Keaton. I don't think he's problematic. I don't know. He probably is. He's probably killed seven children. I don't he was know. In At that this great, point, I don't know. Um, <coughs> movie about the. Uh, Catholic Church in Boston oh fuck yeah Jesus, that was a hard watch what the hell's that movie called uh, I can't remember also he's made a lot of shite uh, Multiplicity is one of the greatest movies oh. ever uh, made and I, uh, Jack Frost I hear not a bad word about it <laughs> he's, he's in Jack made, Frost yeah he's the dad in Jack Frost is he yeah he's got funny lips he's got a funny mouth he's got a funny way of talking this is Michael Keaton Corner Michael Keaton Corner and I feel like I'm going to bring this back every single week Michael we're gonna, Keaton we're going to talk about he's a in different, the corner and we're talking about his pocket asshole we're doing it <laughs> I feel like I'm going to talk about a different Michael Keaton movie every week okay okay we're going to start with uh, Batman Batman and That's... then all the other shit that he's done after that okay alright I'm I'm down I actually <laughs> really like Michael Keaton <laughs> so uh... this is uh, Murder Most Michael Keaton and you're just going to hear about Michael Keaton for the foreseeable future because everything else is terrible in the world and I can't Spotlight. do the reality Spotlight, Spotlight. great movie uh, great film Chicago 7 did you see that that's a good movie true story have not seen oh I have seen that yeah uh, Chicago so Michael Keaton Corner uh, is now closed um, how's your week been? How's the life? How's your period? Got my period, but went to see my mum, so that was really, really nice. And uh did I do anything else? No, work. Work. Oh no, that's a lie. I went for food and drinks and yeah, it was a nice week. That's good. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. No. But we gotta go to work. Because we gotta pay bills. Yeah, we have to work and it's it's terrible. It's a load of arse is what it is. Um, I'm kinda of back working tomorrow. 
Uh, why are you driving just the whole way to fuck at the door? You go to the door. I have to pick up the car. Oh, sorry. I thought it was work you were driving no. up for. Well, I mean, I need the car for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I thought you were going up for something to do at work. Like, no, no. I need uh, to pick up this car that we bought. A beep, 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 beep. Woo! Beauty, beauty, beauty. Beep, beauty, beauty. Wow, wow. Well, listen. Um, it's good times. New yeah, car. New, new car. It's here. We're <coughs> buying it. We're doing it. I rang the man today. I very said, good, very good. Give me that car. Give me it. Give me, give me, give me. Yeah. Pass it, pass um, it on here now, lads. Give me the car. Yeah. Um, it's a busy week this week. Lily's going back to school. Oh, I'm going back, back to work. School. We're potentially getting a new puppy. A new puppy. Uh, you know, it's all happening. It's all go-go. Daddy had surgery. How is he, sir? Oh, he's not very well now, I have to say. Is he still not well? No. What's wrong? Like, I said we're just... going to have to ring the hospital now tomorrow. What, what's happening? Like? Um, he hasn't had a poo. At all? No. Oh, yeah, ring the hospital. And he's drank... Um, like an entire bottle of like this like prescription laxative to stuff get, to get it out and he still hasn't gone yeah no bring him back to the hospital and he's in agony like he's in a lot of pain oh Sarah because they said that the thing I, I, we've already t- did we tell the people where it is up his arse it's up his arse but they said that it was right beside his spine okay and so they said that's one of the reasons why they had to put him asleep because if he was awake and he moved it would hurt so anyway they put him asleep um, no not that it would hurt well obviously it hurt it would hurt yeah. but that he could do damage to his spine oh okay fair enough yeah Um. so anyway it's uh, he's in quite like a lot of pain he said his muscles are sore he says muscles are sore because he can't sit down so he's standing he's up standing all day up. and then his stomach is really bloated like it's oh, really distended that, I'd say that's because the the um constipation yeah, no, it absolutely, yeah. 100%. Um, but he's not helping himself. Like, t- two of them are idiots. What was like, he doing? I said to him, what if it, the doctor, like, I picked him up from the hospital. Doctor was like, he needs to eat fibre. I was like, dad, here's what fibre is. <laughs> here's what foods have fibre in. Here's what food does. Yeah, like, honest <laughs> to God, I've never met anybody like him. Um, oh, my God. And then I went, so I went in today, I popped into him and I was like, what's the story? <coughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, I still haven't gone and... Like, I was up in the toilet, and because of where he had surgery as well, he's not allowed to push. Oh, for fuck's sake. How was he meant to poo? Yeah, right, so I was like, right, How's okay. How's he meant to poop? Um, and then I was like, what do you, like, go, like, what you have? Yeah. He was like, oh, ma gave me bananas. What? Oh, God. Sorry? Yeah, no, that's not going to help Excuse me. You know what he should do? What? Here's what I do. Drink a glass of orange juice and eat some muesli. I said to him, you got any wheat Shit, my God, so. You got any wheat bix in the house? He said, yeah. I said... Uh, three wheat bakes in Go a bowl yeah. milk in three seconds uh, heat it up yeah said put loads of sugar on it Weet-Bix, make it taste when nice. I used to eat bakes when I used to go to school I would eat the wheat bakes and as I was taking the last bite I was gone to the yeah. toilet Anto but he's had loads of coffee and he still can't go um, so then I gave him a little stool to do like the little squatty potty oh the po- po- potty pooper poopy yeah. potty poopy. well you never heard anything that likes him he was like I'm going to have bat oh I'm going to have bat I am and I was like alright okay so do you know what so throw some salt. Don't put anything in the bath. Put some salt in it. Yeah. He was like, what? What? Try to kill me? I'm not a martyr. I'm not a martyr. <laughs> I said, when I had the fucking pie and I had sinus, I had to have three salty baths today. He said to me, yeah, but I'm not a soldier like you. I said, you're a dirty little whiny he bitch. Should, he should do that though. It'll, uh... Yeah, kill anything in there, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, so that was poop corner. <laughs> yeah, Dad, dad's poop update. Sarah Jane's father's poop corner. Um, well, I hope he's okay, dude. He's grand. He's no bleeding or anything anymore. So it's, it's fine. But it's just like... When you think about where it is, how does that heal? Oh yeah, then they were like, "We're not stitching you." That's what you were saying. You're just—they're just letting them heal. Any doctors out there? Explain this to us now. Yeah. I wonder if any doctors listen to us. 
No, they they no. They have, they have things to do. Oh, to uh, they have the, these listeners. men. These men and women have things to do. I don't know. Listen to Doctor Det. Jesus. I don't understand how that man got to become a doctor. Emma. I don't understand. I'm just like, it was almost like he was like, I'm a doctor. And they were like, okay. Like when he were like, how many hours Come of like surgeries he's done? He was like a hundred. Not even how many hours. How many had he like been watched on? He they were like, like two. Less than, less than 200. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy that like brought the whole thing down um, was like, that has to be, it just, that can't be accurate. And they were like, no, it is accurate. And he was like, but that doesn't make any no. sense. Like I've done like he was like I've I had to do over two thousand. Just the negligence. The negligence. And then the other sad part about it is the people that were left Oh destroyed. The people that died. Died. Oh, someone sent me a message about Doctor Death. Hold on. Said what? Oh am I gonna be able to find this now? A few moments later. So it's from Clodagh Ryan. I'm actually going to reply to her now. She said, Hey, Sarah Jane and Emma, Irish living in Texas. Wanted to give you an interesting tidbit that happened when the Doctor Death podcast came out. A massive billboard was put in Plano, the area where the hospital is where he worked, promoting the podcast and it was quickly removed within hours. Apparently it was the hospital that forced them to take it down. What? Yeah, it's a fucking mad story and I can't believe he got away with it for so long. Love you both. Love you too, Clona. Yeah, so they were obviously like, uh, take it down immediately. That happened in our hospital. Isn't that crazy? That's insanity. I have no other news. Nothing has happened. Um, no, I have no other news, but I've got some um, housekeeping. Housekeeping. What's your housekeeping? So... I just wanted to talk about there's a lady that follows us on Facebook uh, well not us but is a member of the Facebook um, I don't know what you call it page group, page group thing. yeah um, Colin cut this out and her name is Jane Dawn okay and she has a daughter and her daughter has started a um, refugee group oh wow where she's provided like basic care patches for uh, refugees on arrival from Afghanistan oh amazing um, so we're going to share it on the Instagram we're going to share it on Facebook and we'll share it on Twitter yeah will you send it but to she me? has an Amazon wish link wish oh, list fantastic. link fantastic perfect so you can win and purchase and she also has like a Facebook group page and the Facebook group page is called hashtag shoebox for refugees and I'll share it she's so amazing look at how young this little girl is Oh my god, she's a baby! Yeah, and look what she has achieved. Like, look at all of this stuff. That, that is has... incredible. So she's making See, care. Look patches. how she's making a difference. Because what I do is I sit there and I panic and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And look at the difference this yeah. girl is making. Holy shit. What's her name? What's the girl's name? Um, Jane Dawn is the lady's name. I don't know what her daughter's name is. Uh, Jane, that's absolutely incredible. Tell your daughter she's amazing. You should be so incredibly proud. Um, we are going to share this everywhere and we're going to get people to as many people as possible to try and help like I'll actually do that later and I'll, I'll whatever they need on the Amazon wishlist I'll buy yeah like um, it's just unbelievable the stuff on the Amazon wishlist now is kind of all um briefs like boxers women's okay. and children's underpants men's underpants there's tons of that stuff Calpol like toothpaste toothpaste Pseudo cream, pseudo cream heals all. Like blankets, okay, towels. Perfect. Um, will you send that on to me? Yeah, I will. Okay, we're um, gonna put that up. Um, Jane, your daughter is incredible. I'm sorry we don't know her name, but she's absolutely amazing. That's fucking incredible. Um, so if everybody can, I know the Facebook group has like nearly everybody that listens to this. But if you're not on Facebook, um, this is a great way to support and do something for 
these people, he's ter- terrified and horrendous situation that's going on in Afghanistan and it's just gotten worse. And like, they're before the grace of God go us. Like, and I think they're people just, God, yeah. I don't think people understand, like, it's, we think we're in fact, like nothing's ever going to happen to us. And if anything ever did, that everybody would just immediately help us, which is fucking no. not true no. at all. Like, so if you can help these people, please, please do, because I just, it is beyond horrific what's happening. It's absolutely harrowing. It's and it's just like a level, like, and that's the thing. People are like, that, and you're so right. People are like, well, all of, like people would care. It's like, no, they wouldn't. They don't. And like people seem to understand that we are a tiny country. If anything happens to us, it's in not the morning, even that, that we're tiny. It doesn't matter if you're big or you're small. It no, but I mean, matter. in the sense it's that like, if, if like something things, happened, we're so small that it's like, how the fuck would we deal with it? And who would help us and what would happen? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, these people have been left. Yeah. Abandoned. 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 Yeah. And, like... Thrown to the side, just deal with that yourself. Yeah, like... We've come in and destroyed your country and displaced everybody and now best of luck with everything. Yeah. And just fucked off and left you guys to be absolutely massacred. We did a peace deal. Like, that cunt. My God. That cunt. That cunt. Jesus Christ. It's and that old dittering. Fool. Like, it's like, watching the Democrats, like, I was reading a thing the other day and someone was saying the difference between Republicans and Democrats at the moment is the Republicans are like, no, but Democrats are like, no, but we love you. They don't care, Sarah no. Jane. They just don't care. Like, at all. They are just, it's, people are, I can't even. Oh. But do you know what's amazing though? Is I, it's, it's hard to watch it, but then at the same time, it's like when I see people doing good, I'm like, oh, thank God. Like there are people out there like that, um, that Afghanistani girls robotic teams, yeah. robotics team. They were just handed me- Mexican passports by the Mexican yeah. president. Like they're safe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And one woman got them out of Afghanistan. Yeah. One woman. One woman put that money What's forward that and got them. That raised the seven million. Yeah. She just got them out of, out of Afghanistan. And that gentleman, uh, Quentin Quarantino on Instagram is doing fun, fucking phenomenal work. Phenomenal and all work. that chap does is make memes. Yeah. But then we have entire government. Yes. Hello, who, France. Like we have entire governments who have done nothing. nothing. Who have just done nothing Macron immediately was like oh we were worried about the uh, influx of refugees yeah. to your shitty rat infested country um, fuck you like nothing like the amount of people and it, like it just the amount of people that are like it's amazing like where are all these people gonna live what do you mean where are they gonna live what I don't know and like instead of going Jesus Christ my heart goes out to these people and if I can do anything they go to I don't want refugees in my country. Get off the dole. Fuck you. I'm so sick of the cunts in this country. I'm sick of racists. I'm sick of anti-vaxxers. I'm sick of anti-maskers. I'm fucking sick of everyone. Like, just cop on. And the worst thing about it is they are the most uneducated, stupidest people in this country. Like, they're not, there's just a lack, complete lack of intelligence. He's not driving me insane. Like, I can't deal with it anymore. Every time I open an app, I'm like, oh my God. I try my best not to read comments, but then Jesus. I read them and then I'd be in arguments with just, people. Just, yeah. And I know that the internet's like, don't get, here's why not, but it's like, it makes me feel better. It does. You just, to get it off your chest and be like, you're a fucking ignoramus. You're a racist. You're a racist. Ignoramus um, sack of shit. Fuck you. Like, I'm and, just. But they're also the people that like, if, like, if anything happens to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's anyway. To- but uh, like, not to, we're, we're taking a real negative. We time. are, we are. But that girl negative. is doing amazing work and she there is. are so many people. But my point is that they're individuals and that the people that have yep. the power are not doing to anything. 
change this yeah. and to go in and do something and to stop like where's that baldy cunt that went to space what's he doing yeah they tried to blow up the airport today like they're trying to blow oh up they're actively trying to, to blow, blow up the, the air- airport. airport like yeah, they sent actively. rockets at it today yeah. like it is insane I'm so terrified for the for everyone in, in, in Afghanistan but I'm so terrified for the women and children women. I can't even they've announced today that the women's ed- so the Taliban education uh, board or minister like this fucking terrorist organization have were like oh no education still be but uh, boys and girls will be kept separate they're going to do so much damage yeah. so much damage they're marrying off children to 50 year old soldiers yeah. if you can do anything like, if you can give like, anything we don't wait is, what's the point of feminism that's the point of feminism yeah if you were talking about feminism and you've you've men saying to you or women saying to you, what's the point of feminism? We're fine. Then it's not about you. Yeah. It's not about you. Anyway. Uh, the world's a nightmare and uh, we should all just go live under a rock. That's how I feel at this point. Just so many people really enjoyed the like uh, conversation about money. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. There's so many people like talking about like um, it to each other and about like what they did. Yeah. And, like how money was like, like that where they would get a letter from the bank and have a full blown. <laughs> <picture>. um, <laughs> They're taking the house. And said. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the chopper. We're taking the fucking house over our heads, lads. <laughs> um, but no, I'm glad. That's really good that they were. That they were yeah, talking no, about. it was really nice. Um, Rachel Bliss was saying that she wanted to defend the vaccination rates in Australia. Oh, God, please do. She said the shit, but because the government uh, ran it like total muppets. Ran out of vaccines? They didn't buy enough. The federal government. Oh, Jesus. Sec- they failed to secure enough vaccines. Imagine that being your job. Being, like Someone was like, go out and buy some vaccines now. Yeah. And they're like, grant you, I got you. Yeah. And they just Googled how many people there were and the, the Google was wrong. And apparently <laughs> they handed them out to... Dates on like a political basis, not what? what was needed. So obviously they were like, we want to get back in power, so like we'll hand them out to like. Dude, our, they generally fucked it up. I only became eligible to become vaccinated with oh, Pfizer two Australia, weeks ago. Really, I'm sorry. And she's 35 with a chronic condition. Oh um, also, Did, is she vaccinated? She only got, got vaccinated. vaccinated. Um, also, all the local protesters are total numpties who punch horses wearing knuckle dusters, what? and then have a. Uh, Many of it received really heavy fines. Um, yeah, and then another lady messaged me about uh, the fact that Australian Australian candy candy is good. Oh I no! Another mess- lady messaged me. Hang on, I get it. She was like, she messaged me. She put it on Facebook. Did she say it's like, not good? No, I think it was American candy, not Australian candy. Whereas, American candy is muck. And she was don't like, come for me. American she, candy is muck. She, and I was like, uh, do you dirt. Know what? Oh yeah, here it is. Hello, ladies. I'm currently listening to episode twenty-three. This is from. Pete, actually, it's not a lady. Hi, Pete. Um, and your comment that your podcast is nonsense. I've listened and discarded many other podcasts. Some have been have some have great research, but it's so painfully opposite that they're reading. Uh, and you re your oh your repartee is awesome, and I love your storytelling. Oh, Pete. Often I can't always keep up with what you're saying. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you guys are a favorite. Thank you. And then he was like, "I want to object to using the term American chocolate for the crap produced by Hershey. There are plenty of quality chocolates nope, made here. There's not. But I Lies. guess only the li- and I, he said, I guess only the lousy ones make it overseas." 
But actually, I think, because I did say I found my people, because um, he was very passionate about the chocolate. <laughs> um, but I think, actually, the thing is, is that the stuff that you think is, like, quality American chocolate is probably, like, Kit Kats and stuff That's that messy. all came from here. Um, now, American gummies and stuff like that? A+. plus. <sighs> A plus on the gummies. Swedish fish. Oh, A plus on the gummies. Um, and Keep then the people want me to start a cult. Do not start a cult. There are no cults. Boo to cults. It would start all right. Do you know who else has a cult and everybody just seems to forget about it? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Cruise is the head of a cult, lads. And I'm sick of seeing his ugly face splash all over newspapers because he went to an Indian restaurant in yeah. Birmingham. Man, this man's running a cult. Like, what's people happening? Lo- people love him. They're like, Tom Cruise, is that sad? Yeah, because he's running a cult. He's, he's really nice to everyone. Yeah, he's running what, a cult. That's what cult leaders tend yeah. to be. Yeah. Like, fucking ticks. I can't stand him. Anyway, uh, fuck Tom Cruise. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. He's in a cult. Fuck he's that in a cult. Guy. That girl from Orange yeah. is the New Black with the eyebrows uh, has quit Scientology as well. Oh, has she? Laura, Laura Prepon. Prepon, is that her name? She uh, was like, I'm no longer in Scientology. I was like, they're coming for you, Laura. They will come for you because they came from Le- for Leah Remini, didn't they? But she hasn't shut the fuck up. So but she, I like, I wouldn't fuck with her. I tried she to reminds listen. me of a uh, my sister. I tried to listen to her podcast, and God bless her. Oh, I couldn't get through five minutes of it. She is quite irritating. Oh, she's but she's See, fucking. She's changed his name and hanging out with rapists. Is it called cunt? Is his name now cunt? Uh, I wanted to actually talk about this. Yeah, the fact that Kanye West is filth. Uh, I hate him, and uh, I hope he gets herpes. That's how I feel about Kanye West. Like, the fact that he brought that the baby guy out and Marilyn Manson on stage. To absolutely cause a controversy. To a listening and, party. And maybe make people care uh, about a Marla shitty Manson album. Marilyn Manson is on the album. Yeah, Marilyn Manson is a rapist and the baby is a homophobic piece of garbage. I don't know who rapper the baby is. The baby is the guy. Do you not hear what he did? No. Okay, so the baby is a rapper. And a couple of weeks ago, he went on stage in New York, I believe, and uh, said the following... Um, he believes that none of his fans are gay and if any of them are gay they're the good kind of gay and not the dirty kind of gay who has AIDS and sucks dick in parking lots sorry and, uh, yes this is what he said and went on a tirade about uh, homosexuals and AIDS and HIV and it got around the internet and people like Madonna and John were coming for him he got dropped from tons of gigs um, he was being like annihilated on the internet and he released this apology and when I tell you it was the most pathetic fucking apology I've ever seen in my life and then he deleted his apology so he just clearly doesn't care like he is a rampant homophobe and then Kanye West decides you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna bring him out on stage with a rapist yeah hi I cannot tell you fuck Kanye West fuck Kim Kardashian she was there of course she was there she, of course she was there she, so she was there and she appeared on stage in think like her Balenciaga wedding dress or something um but if that just doesn't demonstrate how much those people they have no concept they have no concept of reality like she's apparently studying to be a lawyer to fight for human rights and to get people out of prison but she has but she's on appearing on stage with a man who now has a rampant homophobe and a rapist standing yeah a rapist him, and who who actively tried to get Donald Trump re-elected yeah are we fucking serious Get that motherfucker. I, I have him muted on Spotify. I will never buy any music or listen to any music from Kanye West again. So legally changed his name this week. What did he change it to? Yee. Yee, behold. Fuck off, Kanye West. So. Dickhead. And everyone's like, he's a genius. Oh, is he a genius? Because remember that time we released that song about Poopy Papa or whatever the fuck it was? Poop. Scoop-tiddy-poop. Scoop-tiddy-poop. 
The man is <laughs> laughing at you. And I'm telling you, he's one of those artists that is laughing at his fan base. Like, yeah. mocking them, actively mocking them. They're like, he's a genius. Please. Go and clean your balls. I do like that and story. Get a, get that a base um, for your bed. Stop sleeping on a mattress Dave on the floor. Dave Chappelle plays, st- tells about him. But that's before he went insane. Yeah. No, no, no. He clearly is insane. It's that story where he's like, because I do dope things. Because <laughs> my life is dope and I do dope shit. Um, like, it's just... Oh, man. Anyway, I'm sorry for running my Kanye West, but he bothers the fuck out of me. And anybody who supports him bothers the fuck out of me. So that's the day I'm having. And this is the day you're having. This is the day we're having, friends. Oh, I got a message. I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to get into my story. Oh, hold on. Oh, Jesus. One second. So we just have to mention Colin Asso's dimension. Uh, the new Patreon episode's going to... We're doing a full new episode. Uh, it's Murder Most International, where I talk about serial killer Den- Dennis Nielsen. Um, and we do... So it's a full episode on the Patreon. So just if you guys want to listen to that. Um, and then we do the regular stuff as well Colin's mailbag and then Lily's story Lily's yes, tales yes we've got Colin's mailbag a full episode about Dennis Nielsen by you Murder Most International yeah and we've then got Lily's tales Lily's tales um, do we have anything else? I think that's everything um, but um, yeah that'll be up tomorrow which I know is ridiculous because this episode this episode's going to be on Wednesday but if you want to go back and listen to it please do um, yeah but that's everything I think yeah but that's everything okay. attention feminists Murder Most Irish merchandise available now from teespring.com Plain, boring old tea's getting you down? Hey, buddy, does your honey scream funny-duddy? Spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from teespring.com. Don't be a mug. Buy one of ours. Like to steal things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder most Irish merchandise at teespring.com for all your murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com. So, I am going to tell a story. It probably... I remember like this... Yeah, I remember too. ...creating like a massive conversation around... Your right to defend yourself in the Republic of Ireland. Defend your land. And probably... I don't remember the conversation being as loud. Because to be completely honest... Oh, it was in Longford. Everyone was very mad. I never knew that it was a traveller. Like when I heard the story, this happened in 2004, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, I, was it that long ago? Yeah. Fuck so this man, happened in 2004. Crazy. But and maybe I just wasn't listening. But the conversation that I the conversation that I was always like part of or like interested in was like the right to protect yourself and like what is the correct level and all that stuff. And never it was never like and maybe it was because my parents or something, but it was never a common conversation where it was like, but also the other person involved in this was the person that's murdered or killed, depending on how you want to look at the story. Um is a traveller. But that's why it was so controversial. Because it became a thing where it was like the travelling community felt that they were being, uh, there was prejudice against them. And that if it had been anybody else that this man had killed, he would have went to prison fully. So okay. that was their argument. They were like, no, it's because he's a traveller. Okay. Um, anyhow, so my references for this story are RT News. There's an RT, RT doc by, Char- is his name Charlie Bird? 
Charlie Bird. Yeah, called Podrick After the Headlines, The Independent Farm News, The Irish Independent, Reddit and Wikipedia. Okay. Um, so, on October 14, 2004, Podrick Nally heard a car revving outside his house. This is also like, when I taught this story, I thought this happened in the dead of night. No, no, no. no this no. guy was having his tea. Yeah, it was like afternoon, right? Yeah. When he went outside to investigate, he found Tom Ward, a member of the travelling community, and Tom kept pestering. So, like, he Tom Ward was just in his car, and he kept pa- pestering Podrick about selling his car. But Podrick felt he was just there to distract him, and words to the effect of, where was the other fellow, was said, believing that Tom Ward was likely not alone. Uh, Mr. Ward said another man, who's his father, John Ward, was around the back having a look. Okay. So Tom walks out to the front of his house. Not Tom. Porrick walks out to the front of his house. Tom's there in a car. Right. He's like, "Hey, do you want to buy? The, do you want to buy this car, or do you want to sell me your car?" Yeah. And Porrick is like, "What the fuck? No! Like, get out my land!" Yeah. And then Porrick is like, "It just felt like he was trying it's a to distraction. keep me there." So I was like, "Where's like who else is with you?" And this guy's like, "Oh, he's around the back now. Like, this is his house. So this guy's in his back garden." Why did he run say around the back? Porrick then says to Tom Ward, well, I won't be coming out again, so I won't be coming back out again, so you need to get the fuck, fuck off. off. Natalie believed that John Ward was up to no good and was trying to steal farm equipment, which had happened previously, or, um, or break into his home. So, for months leading up to this incident, Porrick had been terrorised with travellers coming onto his land and stealing... And his farm is in a really remote part of Mayo. It's not easily accessible. It's 25 miles away from the closest barracks. And oh, that's not even the closest police station. Yeah, so it's like if something happens, how long is it going to take and for so someone to get there? Apparently, he very quickly got into the mindset of being like, I'm on my own here. Yep. Before he goes to the back of his house, he heads straight to a shed and gets a shotgun. Oh, fuck. He then walked around to the back of his home to his back door where he finds John Ward coming out of his house. Oh, fuck. He shoots John from a distance at four or five yards and immediately inflicts a wound on his right hip. Okay. Um, But it's not a fatal shot. And the two men begin to fight. John is injured, so Porrick kind of easily overpowers him and they kind of get onto the ground. But Porrick says that they fall for like four to five minutes solid. Um, Like they live. Yeah, like they live. Yeah, just like they just live. Just like they live. Um, and then Porrick grabs like a bar or a stick. Okay. And he begins like beating John Ward. Oh, um, And he beats him black and blue. But he describes it where he was like, it was like hitting a stone. It was, he said it was like hitting a badger. And I didn't get this what reference. What does that mean? I've never hit a badger. But apparently badgers are like quite difficult oh, to kill. My mom had this thing when we were growing up. She was like, if you hit a badger... Your car will be destroyed. Yeah. She was like this thing that like, badges that this superhuman yeah, strength right? that will destroy a car. Um, but apparently, like he was hitting him, and John Ward just was like, like not. It wasn't affecting him. No, but John Ward had so he's beaten in black and blue. He had eight full lacerations to his skull, oh, exposing fuck. his underlying bone. He had more oh, than twenty five bruises to his body. His nose was broken and his left forearm was broken where he had tried to defend himself. Tom Ward, who's John Ward's son, hearing the fight, gets into his car and drives away. 
but he also heard the gunshot. Oh, so he was like... So he heard the gunshot and he got into his car and drove up the road. Okay. Um, But he just drove up the road and kind of waited there for a while. Uh, Nelly claims that he never heard Tom leave and that he feared that he's kind of like... He had one man on one side of his house and, and one man, man on, on the other, other side. side of his house. <clears throat> so he had a man at the front door and a man at the back door. And he felt like he was surrounded. At this point, John Ward is lying out in the yard on a bed of nettles and he begins to stumble out of the yard so he begins to like Jesus get up Christ. and kind of like try to get out of the yard and poor Ignali walks back back to his shed he grabs three more shotgun cartridges and John is now out on the road off his property heading out up the road and Nally follows him and shoots him Eek. the second shot goes through his left arm, back out and through the left-hand side of his chest into his lungs. It kills him almost immediately. Porrick then moves John Ward's body and hangs him kind of over the wall. He gets into his car and drives to his neighbour's house. Fuck. And this is a, a direct quote from Porrick. He said, I couldn't be sure, so I ran in here to the door and he ran out. He turned over and he made, he made for me. So this is when he gets to the back door. Yeah for me and he put his two hands around my neck he was going then and I caught him by the neck so he strangles Nally and then goes to leave and he catches and him, him by the neck um, and I pulled him back we had a struggle for about five minutes outside the door he ran towards me three times with the intention thinking he would get the better of me I said I couldn't stand for it any longer so I made for the shed for more cartridges so I saw him moving out onto the road and I followed him out onto the road and I fired a shot I thought it would pass him out to frighten him away, but instead it hit him. He fell at the side of the road and that was that. Oh, fuck, dude. And then he, Nally drove to his his So, Mr. Nally said he was in shock after the incident because his mind had gone from fear. He'd been expecting something to happen, apparently, all week. So, I'm going to go through now the next thing that happens in the story. So Garda Petter Brick was on duty in Hedford when Tom Ward pulled up in a car outside the station. He appeared very anxious and ran in and told him that his father was shot down on the road. So Tom Ward kind of sees the incident. Because he's just driven up a little bit. He's just driven up a little bit. He has left. But he then sees it or hears it and then goes to the police station because he knows that McNally, that poor McNally is still alive. Garda Brick followed him to the uh, <coughs> Sheena in the patrol car, which is where uh, poor Agnali is from. Okay. Tom Ward steps his car, stopped his car a few hundred yards from the scene of the incident and said he was afraid to go any further. He pointed up the road where it happened at this stage. Sergeant James Carroll had arrived from Ballinrobe. Tom Ward was anxious to know his how his father was he was very agitated and after a few minutes Sergeant Carroll told him that his father had passed away oh no he was crying and he wanted to see his father Father, but Garda Brick told him he couldn't do as the scene had to be preserved Garda Brick contacted his colleagues in Galway and they informed him that the de- they informed the deceased man's wife of what had happened yeah Tom Ward not Tom Ward John Ward has 11 children yeah and um, Tom Ward is one of his children yeah 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 Detective 
Garda Mick spoke to Porrick Nelly at the scene and he asked him if he was all right. So like, this guy isn't arrested. No, they were like, what's going on here now? Yeah. Mr. Nelly replied that he was thinking of ending it all together. So he's thinking of like committing suicide. Porrick Nelly told him what had happened. He said he had smelt a rat when he saw Tom Ward sitting in the car and that was reversed into his drive. He asked him where his mate was and he said that he had gone into the back. He followed him and that's where the struggle was. He fired a shot at him from a shotgun and Detective Garda Conway <coughs> said Tom Ward was arrested in connection with investigation into a burglary at the scene but no charges are brought. So Tom Ward's arrested. So they arrested him but not poor Ignali. But he's not arrested. Even though he's been like, I shot that man. Yeah. I killed him. He's dead. So, in his final questions and answers statement, so he's not even, like, cautioned. It's like a questions and answers statement. They were like, what happened here? Uh, yeah, Mr. Nally said he's unsure if he meant to fire the first shot. I'm not sure if I aimed or not, but the gun went off. So the first shot when he went around to the back. And that was the one that hit the guy, hit your man in the in hip. In the hip. Right. Um... I'm not sure if I aimed or if I aimed or not, but the gun went off. It might have gone off by accident, he said. Mr. Nally described hitting Mr. Ward with a stick as the two men fought as being hit, being like hitting a badger with a stone. So that goes back to that country <laughs> saying. He also said it was like a scene from a movie that he had gone berserk entirely when he saw Mr. Ward coming out of his house. Sergeant Carroll said that Mr. Nally told him in the aftermath of the shooting that he was suicidal and he had thought of shooting himself. Sergeant Carroll, who was the principal investigating guard in the case, said that Mr. Nally was extremely cooperative at all times during the investigation. And he agreed that Mr. Nally was a very pleasant man who had supplied an ungarnished account of what had ha- had attempt- what had happened with no attempt to put a different light on it. So he was honest. He just said, yeah. listen, I did this awful thing. And it's- the yeah. evidence gathered in the house was as follows. So he had five note. There was five notebooks containing car registration numbers. Um, that like he was because people kept coming to his house. Oh, so he's writing down the registration. He's writing down the registrations because he's unsure of like who they are. Garden Nolan said that it appeared a number of people in the local area were in the habit of keeping registrations as well. So they went and knocked on people's doors and they were like, "Yeah, I do that too." And of oh, because th- these people live in rural Ireland, so they can be a bit of this guy had had so Nally had had a minimum of like. 15 to 16 attempts on his land. Oh, fuck. Uh, and the night before, he had set up in his shed with his shotgun, waiting for something to happen. What the fuck? He said he only had an hour's sleep the night before. What, were you, people just coming and robbing from his land? Yeah, so like he'd had, and like he'd gone in a number, of, he hadn't really gone to the guards about any of them. He was just protecting his own. But he was like, even if we go to guards, he was like, they're so far away. So he's like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Like, when something does happen. It's taking like fucking 45 minutes to get there, like. Yeah. So he was in the habit of keeping registrations of strange cars in the areas and people had expressed concerns to him about different things that happened. So that the guard had every person, every door that they knocked on, they had been like, well, this happened on my land and this happened up the road. I heard this. 16 incidents were reported over a 12-month period to Garda, to which uh, three referred to crimes, issues... And 13 involved sightings of cars within one mile radius of where the incidents had occurred. So in all 16 incidents, uh, 13 of them had like these car, the like car registrations yeah. in, within kind of an hour's reach or so they'd been spotted. The 
um, the criminal court, so at this point they're deciding, right, we're going to process, so they're going to prosecute Nally, but he's like, he's like kind of not really arrested. He's still just floating around, like. Yeah. Like, so. What? Yeah, like he's, even that, like he's not, he's cautioned when like, they're like, right, we're going to go to court and he's brought down like standardly, but like, he's not out the same day, like. She doesn't get kept in prison. Like, he shot a man and yeah. killed him. Like. Oh, what the fuck? So, the criminal court decided to hear the Nelly case in Castle Bar, making it the first murder trial in Mayo for almost a century. Wow. Mm. The jury was chosen from a pool of more than 200 locals, and travellers support, support groups criticised the bias because the jury's composition, arguing that the murder trial should have been afforded a more independent and objective forum. But a member of the Law Reform Commission concurred that there was a strong case to have such trials to take place in Dublin. So the Law Reform Commission were like, yeah, actually, it probably should have went to Dublin yeah. because it would have been less biased, I Yeah, suppose. there's going to be people from Mayo fucking... Yeah, and like, this is Mayo and like, tons of rural people yeah. like, suffer with the same issues of yeah. people. And like, here's the other thing, it's like, I just want to be really clear... It's not only travellers to do this. Oh my god, I no. know like career criminals Dude, in Ballyfermot I'm from the that country. drive yeah. to the country. And, like I'm from the country and people that this happens to people all the time and it's never it's nothing to do with travellers. Yeah. It's just little fucking scumbags yeah. robbing places. So Ward was a forty three year old traveller with approximately eighty convictions. That's a lot of convictions. From thirty eight separate court appearances, he had convictions for burglary, larceny larceny, assault. He'd been committed to hospital twice for psychiatric treatment in 1999. Oh no. He threatened a barman with a slash hook, uh, attacked a car with a slash hook while a woman and two children were inside. Ward had threatened Garda in an incident in May 2002 with um, um, a Stanley blade. In April 2002, at the time of his death, he was facing charges for attacking Garda the court heard that the post-mortem examination and toxicology tests on Mr. Ward's body found traces of cannabis, opiates and tranquilizers. It also emphasised that Mr. Ward had been receiving treatment uh, and was on medication for a psychiatric condition. Okay. Evidence showed that John Ward had a long criminal record dating back over 30 years and revealed that at the time of the incident he had four bench warrants out for his arrest uh, but the guards had decided not to issue them or to follow through with them because he was on he was receiving psychiatric treatment okay. and he wouldn't be able to receive that psychiatric treatment in prison. Okay. Which seems like an odd decision. Oh God, what the fuck, man. Like, obviously this man was not well. No. Like, he was clearly unwell. Tom Ward himself was, was one of the chief witnesses for the prosecution, but he himself was serving an 11-month sentence at the time of the trial for possessing a knife and for theft, but not for the Nally one. During the trial, the court heard that Nally had become increasingly agitated and worried that his property would be targeted by local thieves as a number of farms in the area had recently been burgled. His own home had been broken into in 2003 and a chainsaw stolen from one of his sheds in February 2004. So this is like the third time that his house has been burgled. Other items had disappeared from around his house and farm. So his house was being broken into, but it was happening when he wasn't there or it was like, this guy lives by himself. Um, 
Other items that disappeared in and around his home and his farm. This had caused him to be unable to sleep properly. And following the break-in in February 2004, he had started to keep a gun in the garage and had started to keep registration numbers of strange cars travelling through the district. Friends and neighbours noted that Nally had become preoccupied with looking after his farm and was terrified that robbers would return. <coughs> he told the jury he was at the end of his tether and according to counsel, he was agitated, fearful and even paranoid about his safety. Did he suddenly, after 60 years, become a murderer? Is essentially, because he's like 60 years of age. He's living by himself in rural yeah. Ireland. Um, And I don't think... For me, in any way, the conversation around this isn't that, like, this guy's, like, a prolific murderer. I think it's more around the fact that, like, the treatment of John yeah. in this. But it's also the question of how much can a person take yeah. before they snap? Yeah. Um, Nelly's lawyer described his client as a law-abiding member of this community who acted in self-defense. And that's why the Garda above backed that up. They were like, he was, like, more than helpful. He was completely honest he was like very truthful he was full of remorse himself for what he'd done yeah. but at the same time he shot him once and not only that why was there a need to shoot him again he fought when the guy was off his land he followed him he followed him out onto he the shot road him and the shot back. him again and shot him in the back yeah. Nally alleged that he had met John Frog Ward previously Oh, okay. When Ward had called to his house two weeks before on 14th of October and had inquired if it would be a good day for fishing. This guy's just knocking on doors to see if the house He's is empty. He's scoping. He's completely yeah. scoping. Ward said Nally had no fishing tackle. So he was like, I've no fishing tackle. Um, but it led him to be like really suspicious Paranoid, of Ward. Yeah. And he said he didn't like the look of him. Under cross-examination, Tom Ward denied suggestions that his father was a bare-knuckle boxer. He said, and so, like, even what's the point? Like, why would you bring that up? What's that got to do with anything? It has no, like, it's no relevance to anything. But I think they were trying to prove that, like, if he hadn't shot him, he would have been able to get back up and kill him. Oh, okay. But, like, he was on his way out. He was leaving. He was was on the the road, like. He said he had no knowledge of suggestion his father threatened a garter with a slash hook. Tom Ward said that on the evening of October 13, 2004, he had bought the car. So he said he bought the car and he and his father travelled to Porek, Nelly's house, the following day. He said he had bought it from an other, another traveller family, okay. but he declined to give the court any names of the uh, suggestions that the car stolen. But Porek, Nelly's barrister, had earlier stated that a car bearing a similar description had previously been seen in the vicinity of Cross... Of yeah, of the vicinity of Cross, a short distance from where the chainsaw had been reported stolen. So the night before, there'd been a chainsaw report stolen, but also the chainsaw that was stolen off his land. Yeah, uh, a couple of months previously is the same car. Ah, okay, okay. Um, and but he was saying no, it wasn't because I only bought it the day before. <laughs> uh, Nally pleaded not guilty to murder and manslaughter charges, and he was acquitted of murder, but he was convicted of manslaughter. Okay, yeah. The judge, Mr. Justice Paul Carney, <coughs> refused to allow the jury to consider a full defence argument of self-defence. So he was like, it's not reasonable. No. Like, it doesn't sound like self-defence. You're not allowed to accept that as, like, the full defence yeah. argument. He sentenced Nally to six years for manslaughter conviction, 
But Mr. Justice Paul Carney said that this is undoubtedly the most socially divisive case he had tried. And it also had been one of the most difficult ones in which he had had to impose a sentence. The judge said he would take into consideration Nally's unblemished past, his low risk of reoffending, and his willingness to show remorse for his crime, and the fact that the prosecution's case was like completely based on the farmer's testament. Yep. Nelly said he was surprised that he was jailed, but he got used to life in Port Leash, so he went to Port Leash prison. Wow. It's like a maximum security That's prison. Like, yeah, you don't fuck around in Port Leash. Um, but he received over 10,000 cards from well-wishers all around the country. Because I remember this was everywhere. People were like, it was like, no, he was right. He was defending oh, was himself. massively divisive. Um, massively divisive. But Nelly was refused leave of appeal, so he immediately went into appeal. Yep. By the criminal court against his conviction and his six and his six year jail sentence. This case was then appealed to the Court of Criminal Appeal, and Nally's <coughs> lawyers had argued that his appeal that the trial judge had erred in law by not allowing the jury to consider a defence of full self defence. And by not allowing it to find Nally not guilty, he had directed that the jury had to find Nally guilty of murder. Oh shit, okay. Or guilty of manslaughter. So he literally was like, you can't consider that. So it's... It's one of the two. It's one of the two. And ruled that an acquittal and a verdict based on the evidence would be perverse. In October 2006, the Court of Criminal Appeal quashed poor Agnani's conviction for manslaughter and ordered a retrial. So... The court said that the jury should not have been denied the opportunity to return a verdict of not guilty, even if such a verdict may have flown in the face of the evidence. Which I don't know if I agree with that. Like, can it be full self-defense if the person that you're considering is attacking you is leaving your property? But then is the fear, I don't know if he's going to get something and come back? And so, yeah, that his argument, his side of it was that he genuinely was like, he's going to go and get people and, and they're going to come, come back, back to my house. Yeah. And he said, I think I do have it in as I go down. He said that he, he literally, when he went back to get the cartridges, that he was like, that's it, I'm done. I'm not going to do this again. You're not going to come back to my property. Okay. Um. So poor Agnelli's retrial took place in December 2006. Similar evidence was submitted to the court, including evidence of Ward's character and previous convictions, which... They kind of hadn't been fully committed. Okay. Uh, it's submitted in the last one. Both Nally and Ward's mental states on the day in question were spoken about at length. A jury of eight men and four women acquitted Nally of manslaughter and he he walked he free. Walked free, yeah. Nally broke down in tears after he was cleared of manslaughter of the of um John Frog Ward. The 62-year-old initially showed no reaction when the jury returned its vac- verdict after nearly 16 hours of deliberation. He kept his eyes completely fixed on the floor. <clears throat> but shortly after, he broke down, as did his sister Maureen, as they expressed sorrow for the Ward family outside the courthouse. The fr- friends celebrated, as Mr. Justice Kevin O'Higgins said, this accused may be discharged. But the tearful widow of Mr. Ward spoke of her deep dismay at his release. Mary Ward said, it's a bad day. I expected he would go back to jail. Supporters of the Mayo farmer sent a strong message to Justice Minister Michael McDowell to take note of the verdict and to protect 
people of rural Ireland. Speaking outside the courthouse, Mr. Nally said, I want to thank the jury for their long deliberations. I want to thank the legal team. I want to thank Brent. I want to thank my senior counsel, Brendan Grehan. But he also said that he was very, very sorry for the family of uh, John Ward. Okay, well, at least he understands. In 2009, the government announced its plan to introduce a new law of self-defence. And in 2010, upon recommendations by the Law Reform Commission, which would codify the existing common law position on the use of force and defence of property, uh, the Criminal Law Defence and Dwelling Act of 2011 was enacted. Although wildly heralded as allowing homeowners to exercise reasonable force in defending their home, the act, in fact, did nothing to change the legal position as it existed at the time of Nally's trial, other than to place the previous common law (coughs) jurisprudence on a statutory footing. So, like, it really didn't... Didn't do anything. No. Speaking to RTE Radio almost 10 years after the shooting, Mr. Nally said he he still feared for his safety. He went, like, he immediately went back to his... Oh, I'd be gone. He he, st- he stayed there until the day he died. Are you serious? Yes. He, like... Oh, I would have been like, bye-bye. Immediately went back to the farm. See you now. Let's look. He said, I feel really sorry for the Ward family who have lost a father and are left with their young children. Because, like, he had 11 children. Um, he, he said, you're still... He said, I'm still fearful there could be repercussions at any time. That's the worry. I have the moment. You have to expect the worst. People that were raided once, they usually come back again and a second time. And it's nearly always all people that were that are targeting. The farmer who still lived alone on the farm where the shooting took place said he was in fear of his life when he fired for the shots of Mr. Ward. So he still maintained up until the day that he thought he was going to die. That he was, was going to go. He was going to die, yeah. In 2013, 8 out of 10 farmers said they should be allowed to own guns to protect themselves and their property. The Behaviour and Attitudes Survey carried out at the Ploughing Championship in 2013 found support for gun ownership was the highest among male farmers, with younger farmers under the age of 35 being least supportive. However, support for the right to own a gun was well over 70% in all age groups, regardless of sex. Okay. During the trial of Porek Nally, the Mayo farmer became the face of a national debate in rural Ireland. And it was around the same time where many, many farmers had felt they should be afforded the right to protect themselves and their property with use of force if necessary. And the issue returned back into focus uh, in 2013 after the government took the highly contentious decision to close over 100 guard stations. So you know there's no guard station in your mum's village. No, there's not. Uh... Like even I'm not even where my job is is still in Dublin, right? Yeah. But it's County Dublin. Yeah, yeah. There's the guard station only opens one day a week. It's crazy. Like there's no like we ring the guards. I think they come from Longford, and that takes about twenty minutes to get yeah. to our house. So if something really bad was happening, they can't get there fast. Seen anybody. And no. even if you ring, there might not be anybody available to fucking send out. No. Like crazy. President John Comer Comer said that when he was uh so the ICMSA, which is like to do like farming. Uh, he's wary of anybody using a firearm to protect themselves in the property. It's understandable given the criminals were targeting isolated rural farmers. The broader point here arises from the feeling widespread in rural Ireland that the state, our state, is slowly disengaging from people's lives. In that context, the fact that many farmers feel they need a firearm to protect themselves should not surprise anybody. Not at all. Um... And that is the story of John 
Ward. Frog Ward. And Pork Nally. I just remember when that happened because I remember, to be perfectly honest, I remember where I'm from. Most people were complete support of Pork Nally. Do you know where I'm from? People were in support yeah, of Pork like Nally. Support, there wasn't anybody that was like. But I wonder would they be in complete support of Pork Nally if the if man that you shop was not a traveller? Like, I often wondered that because I'm like, was this man so vehemently hated by the public after he was murdered yeah. for all intents and purposes because he was a traveller? Like, I I would think if that was just a lad living in the area and he shot him, like a little gurrier, would the outcry have been different? I want to be, I think. Like, I just, it's, I if think, it was a lad from like Scumbag Dublin, yeah, I think it'd be the same outcome. If it was a tracksuit wearing... Yeah, little dirtbag, like... I think it'd be the same outcome. Um, I don't think... I think it would be still, like, he was defending himself. It did... It does... And people have that, like... I, it's a common conversation where you're like... Like, what is the correct level of force? And But I just think on this one, it's the same that, like, when you think of, like, the Black, like, Black Lives Matter yeah. movement, it's like... The four, like, no one has the right to take anybody's life. No. A police officer doesn't. No. Someone coming, yes, someone coming into your house is an absolute terrifying her. And I understand this man was that being terrorized. Yeah. But he hadn't been attacked, he hadn't been assaulted, he hadn't no. been injured. Um, things can be replaced. Yeah. Like, John Warren it, had 11 even, children. Even what he said there, though, uh, it's awful that that man died. It's horrific that that man died and he shouldn't have died. But just, you know, what he was saying, he was like, they're targeting old people and they are. Are, yeah. The, the criminals are targeting old people and, like, how many stories do you hear of, like, older people being beaten up and yeah, tied, tied up, up in their houses? Beaten up. That's fucking heartbreaking, yeah. man. And just to think that you were targeting vulnerable people and, obviously, this man snapped and had enough, but, yeah, no, that man should not have died. No. That man should not have died at all, like... And all, the the self-defence argument, I don't know if I agree with it, because he had beaten this chap and shot him. Yeah. Like, he had a broken nose, he'd broken arm, yeah, he had... Like, he'd like, got lacerations and scalp, his skull was yeah. shown, for fuck's sake. Like, he was running out onto the road to be like, I'm going to die if I don't get out of yeah. here. And the fact that he followed him onto the road and shot him in the back, as opposed to picking up the phone and going, hi, guardy, I know the guards are a while away, but like, instead of ringing and going, this is after happening, I need you to come to my property. Yeah. And going to his neighbour's house for safety. He went to his neighbour's house for safety, uh, but he also went there to ring, so when he yeah, got there, but like, he said, I'm in trouble to the guy, yeah. and said, I need to I ring. Need to and at that's that point, like, why rang. didn't you just do that? Yeah. Before you shot the man in the back after but also, your property. But also, why didn't you just, when he said to uh, Tom Ward, I won't be coming back. Tom Ward, yes, he was still outside. Yeah. But uh, no, that didn't feel, to me, it didn't feel like he felt threatened at that point, the way he described it. Yeah. So why didn't you just get in his car then and leave? That's and go up the road to go, ring. drive to the guard station. Um, drive to your neighbour's house and be like, I need to ring the guards now. I'm, there, there's something going on. But you know, it's really easy for me to say that. It's, it's very really easy, easy for, for all of us to say but that. Do you remember uh, that time I thought someone was in my bathroom? Yeah, that person and I went was to, dead, Sarah. I went downstairs and got, got a knife. knife. Yeah, so that is the thing where it's like we we can have this conversation for twenty years, but until we are in that position, Situation, we do we not know, know what we're going to do. Act. And that is just a fact. But the fact that you know a man at eleven, <sighs> yeah, he and the year before um, this, but the year before his murder, right? Because that's what it was. I get that, like he was acquitted, but like he was still convicted of manslaughter. Um, 
that um John Ward had been in the like local newspaper. It's a terrible article. Um For what? because he had eleven children uh-huh. and he his uh, sons were sleeping in a high ace van because there was no room for them in the caravan and he had nowhere to put them and he couldn't afford to buy a bigger one and he couldn't afford a second one and he also didn't have like anywhere to put the caravan so he's moving around place to place so he's putting his sons into the high ace van at night and they were and he was like it's terrible they constantly have chest infections and like um, I can't keep them warm because I'll kill them with the fumes um and then he was like I need assistance I need money for a new caravan this the whole article was on this and then at the end of the article he was like I don't understand how these refugees can come in and get a house oh Jesus Christ I was like Ireland Ireland but you know there's there's a bigger argument or bigger conversation to be had about the fact that there's people in this country that need proper mental health care and need stuff like they need help and they're not getting it like no, absolutely. You know what I mean? 100%. And like he obviously had something very wrong with him and he was getting medication for it and everything else and obviously they were looking after it but to have 80 convictions. 80. Like that's, that's beyond a pattern. Like some, that's, there needs to be rehabilitation stepped in there. You know what I mean? But fuck man. Yeah, I remember how divisive that was. Like it was crazy. And I just remember thinking the whole time, oh my God, that man is dead. Like he's, yeah, dead. he's dead. Dude, he's dead. Like, he got shot in the fucking back on the road. And then in another weird way, I feel sympathy for poor Ignali. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? The whole thing is like that chap, that man was li- li- sitting in his shed at night with a gun, not getting any sleep because people were robbing his house constantly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can sit here and go, oh, you know, it, it, ridiculous to react like that. Imagine me being in this apartment and there's somebody trying to break in every night. But also like, like you that it's happening constantly. Yeah. But he's, he was coming home to his house and things were yeah. gone. Like your mind would be gone, Sarah Jane. Yeah. Your mind would be gone. Yeah. You would just literally be myself, like... He's 60 years of age. On the point of like mental health, I did write down a statistic. So 11% of all traveller deaths are by suicide. suicide. Yeah. And 56% of travellers said that they've suffered physical and mental health um, ailments, shall we say. I'm yeah. not sure what the correct word is. Um, compared to 24% of the general, general population. population I figured, um, yeah. And I know I have a friend who is a psychiatric nurse. <clears throat> And she um, works in St. Lomans and she said that in most of the wards, she's like, half of them are traveller women. She said they suffer, oh, she said, gosh, like, them, um, a large percent of traveller women suffer mental health issues because of the situation they're in. Yeah, of course. Um, And she was like, it's like, so common and she was like but they don't talk about it yeah. she's like they're not allowed to talk about it it's like common quick, but it's private, really like, quiet yeah. like it's a really private thing um, and even like that when I was in secondary <laughs> primary school um, I used to be really good friends with a, a boy um, whose name was Ned and I won't say his surname who was a traveller and um, was a homosexual yeah but like would never ever yeah 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 could never be homosexual couldn't be one like wasn't like um man there's a larger conversation to be had there is a really large conversation and I understand that the travelling community has like there are parts of that as a society that I generally do not I do not agree with like women's rights within the travelling community are like non-existent yeah and you can say all you want to say about like all that that's a life they choose 
You don't choose it when you're born no, into it. You don't choose it when you're, you're brought, brought up that way, interest. and you yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. any different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being married at sixteen, no, is not normal. Having eleven children in a tiny mobile Insanity. home. Insanity. Is not normal. My mother told me she was watching a TV show the other, or listening to a girl on the radio or watching a TV show about a traveling community in Luton in, in England. And, uh, she was saying there was a girl that was on it. She was 16. She woke up on her 16th birthday and she planned to go to the cinema with her friends. And she woke up on her 16th birthday and there was a dress on her bed. She said to her mother, what's that? And her mother said, that's your wedding dress. You're going to the church now and you're getting yeah. married. Her, she married her 16-year-old daughter over off to a 25-year-old man that she yeah. had never met before. And she said two weeks after they got married, he started physically abusing her. Yeah. She was a virgin. She had to have sex with this man that she didn't know. She had three children. Yep. And she said she got out. She left the traveling community and... Uh, but then they're ostracized. Ostracized. But she said that they're trying to get back at her now. Yeah, no, they terrorize her. And that conversation needs to be had but it doesn't happen and it it's, needs to and be it's had. that thing and I understand because there are other parts of the travelling community that are you know of course culturally yes. beautiful and doing and amazing things and living doing, their lives and, and they're very happy yeah, and that's and fine that's the thing but, but it's, it's like, like any part of society the bad the bad and the good the bad needs to be talked about yeah. regardless of your cultural heritage yeah, yeah. Like, we talk about stories every single week about people who are not travellers and we say these motherfuckers need to be stopped yeah. like abuse needs to you're I say this and I mean it. Your religion, your culture, your background, your race, your sex, your religion does not allow you to abuse people. No. It does not excuse abusing people and it is not right, regardless of who you are or where you're from. If you are abusing someone, yeah. you are abusing them. Yeah. And that's just a fact. But like at the end of the day, anything we say here, people are going to come for us. Oh, you know, this 100%. conversation is impossible to have yeah. because you get called. Well, it's super divisive. Uh, yeah, it, it is divisive. And um, but even no- like that per- that gentleman, Tom Ward, who's John Ward's son, when I, this is the whole thing about his convictions, but also when they were talking about his convictions, he couldn't read or write. <sighs> because he had been taken out of school by his father. There you go. I don't need that. That poor chap had to sit there stop sit at the top of the road and listen to, and his, to, listen father to his father be murdered. Be murdered. Like that's fucking traumatic. But his father dude. also brought him there to steal. Yeah. So you're dragging your children into, into it. a situation that they should um, not be in. Like, And that doesn't mean that anyone deserves to be shot or murdered. No. And that's not like, in any way what we're saying here. We're not saying this man deserved he did not he should not be dead. No. Like the whole thing is like, and I think that's the thing. It's like where you talk about this, this is a story about a man and another man. Yeah. And that man went to steal from this man's house and the other man came upon him and, and shot our, him and killed him. And shot him and killed him. And shot him in cold yeah. blood because he shot him in the back. Yeah. And if he was a police officer in Texas that shot a black man, it would be like he shot him yeah. in cold blood. Yeah. But the conversation here was never that he shot him no. in cold blood. It was like he had the right to shoot him. Yeah. And but be, the conversation actually is he followed him out of his property and shot him the in the back. The man was off his property. Yeah. He was walking down That's the road. That's murder. And he shot him yeah. in the back. Plain and simple. And the fact that he said, oh, he thought he shot him and he did, he'd miss him. I don't believe that. No, that he, was the first. So the first time he shot him in the hip. Yeah. He said, I told I didn't I didn't plan to shoot him oh okay so the first one was like an accidental he, he said I don't know if I did I don't think I did and I think it was more to put the fear on him like yeah. to get him off the and land the, but I the you. second shot he said that he got the gun and he said in his mind he was like this isn't going to happen to me again you're not coming back to my pro. He and he that's in a statement. He was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, anymore. I'm not doing this again. He said, I went berserk, is the word he said. I see, that's it. Oh um, man, I don't know. I just feel for anybody that's like and I do think and I genuinely do believe this conversation this whole thing would not have been divisive if John Ward wasn't a traveller. No. 
And that's the thing. That's not. See, I that's think for not me, fucking. My family have like um, connections to the traveling community. So Labra Park in Ballyferma is the very first halting site that was ever built. So previous to Labra Park, there was no standard for like travelers were literally just traveling around the country yeah. and and living where in illegal land spots, and there was no like. There was no way to, um, say, do a census or, like, figure out in terms of their children where they were going to school or any of those things that the government should have been doing because yeah. they're part of our society. Yeah. They were just like, well, we don't care. They live on the fringe of society and we're not going to do anything to look after these yeah. these people. Yeah, yeah. So my, um, I have a, there's a, like, I think it's like my dad's second cousin and her name is Nellie Weldon and her husband was a settled traveller. And he fought for the rights of the traveling community. Yeah. And he got Labra Park built. That's amazing. And there is a like picture of him, a memorial plaque to him in the Ballyformat Library. Um, and he was like a big part of like travelers' rights and getting people, getting them access to like running water yeah. and sanitation and all of those things. Getting so, them looked after as humans. My mother also like whenever travelers knocked at our door, she was always like really kind and was always like we were always brought up that it didn't matter you always were respectful to everybody and she would talk to us about like the tra- traveling community and like like their culture and their heritage and also like yeah they may live like they the way they live is how they choose to live yeah. but you still treat them the exact same and so like even Ned who I used to sit with in school like I sat with him because n- other mothers came to the classroom to ask for their child to be taken away from him what and my mom never did and I never knew that that was like a thing that people would do you know like he had up until he sat with me he'd been moved from like four other girls it is a really difficult conversation to say because I'm not a traveller and I'm not settled and I don't come from that of course yeah we're not part of the community the simple fact is is in terms of like not and I'm from Ballyfermot so I get that whole thing that not everybody from Ballyfermot is a scumbag a large percentage of people from Ballyfermot are scumbags and live in this like yeah. weird subsection of society where they think like stealing and murder and like violence is acceptable and they think that dealing drugs and all of those things are acceptable and a normal way yeah, to live yeah, yeah. because it's normalized. That's it. And because you yeah. become in this bubble. Become, in bubble. And within yeah. the traveling community, there are things that are normalized that are not normal no. anywhere else. Bare knuckle fighting is a big part of their yeah, culture yeah. and heritage. And they stay it's like toxic masculinity yeah, massively. at like a fucking insane level yeah um and it's normalized and become but it's like st- still you're not allowed to like you're not allowed if you're not allowed to say that no. like you're not allowed to be like that's not normal no, and that's not okay because yeah. it's like well that's our culture yeah. it's like but it's not your it's culture. Not culture it's just a bunch of men being shit out of each because other because at one point in everyone's culture violence was a thing yeah and as things progress it moves away yeah. um but yeah that man should not be dead no bottom line he no. was shot in the back off that man's property and the reason that that man is currently out and walking around is because he's dead now he died oh he died well got out it's because John Ward was a traveller yeah 100% I there's n- not even a doubt in my mind that that's why that man got out of prison because I'm telling you something for nothing if that was just a little scumbag that had been like blah 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 he'd be in jail true it's because John Ward was a traveller anyway yeah. Good story. Well done. Thank you. Uh, I'm very sorry to Mr. Wood's family and I, that's 11 kids is a lot of children to have to deal with after your husband is dead. Anyway, um, before we finish up, we never talked about the serial arsonist in St. James. Oh my God, this is crazy. So, 
everybody just needs to Google the story, but there is a serial arsonist. Fucking insane, man. Who has man. lit up to 15 fires in the National Children's Hospital in one week. What the fuck is going and on? And disappeared for like, so Richie was telling me he disappeared for like three to four weeks. Right. And came back this week. He's back again. And they, there's a reward of 10,000 euro if anybody can like uh, give information. are going to find this motherfucker. Give information to find who he is. Or she is, yep. or they, they are. are. Yeah. And um, St. James's Hospital and the National Children's Hospital have hired like decoy builders to like. Oh, are they like gosh people? Why is this person doing this? Uh, Graham, well, Richie reckons that maybe it was someone that got fired and still has like a psych pass or a safe pass. Oh. I said, Richie, I don't think so. Because how are they like, getting in? Yeah. How this is the hospital in? that's being but, built, is it? Yeah, but. Um, I, what I don't understand is how no one has f- seen him because like he's lighting fires while people are there yeah like so all of the Snapchat videos I've seen are literally people being like the fire started like they said again. He, he let a bollard on fire and fucked it down the elevator shaft he threw it down an elevator shaft which is like one of the worst offences but like yeah he flung so yeah one of the worst incidents a bollard was set alight before being flung down an elevator shaft some of the fires have been large and have forced work so the other day when the snapchat video I was watching it forced forced temporarily to site to be working. evacuated um, it's understood that there could be up to 1,500 construction work construction workers at any one time present on the site and at the moment there's like a pattern emerging and this is a strong possibility that the person responsible responsible is working on site but that's yet to be confirmed he has to be working on site I keep saying he because it's definitely a little girl oh it's some dude it's some builder uh, no injuries were reported in any in any of the incidents no arrests have been made to date investigations are ongoing this is a matter for the Garda and BAM I don't know what BAM is this is insane to think that this is like something you would read in a in a weird book where it was like yeah. serial arsonist attacks hospital and like the fact children's that hospital the fact that he's doing to a children's hospital um is completely insane yeah no it's and the fact that neither of us had heard about this until no, Richie, Richie was like hey and I was like what like I love the way he said it to you like you should know as well Richie was like <laughs> you know when you, when you were down in the hospital we're not talking about the arsonist I was like what are you talking about and he was like uh, do you not see all these snapchats I was like I am a grown woman I am 37 I don't even no, know what snapchat and is. I don't know any scumbags <laughs> other than the ones I'm related to obviously <laughs> evidently just the ones I'm related to that is insane everybody google this because it's fucking crazy and also let's find him yeah I know 10 grand baby in a bank yeah, I just think it's so mad. Jesus. Everybody Google this. Because Sarah told me about it and I was like, what? And then I found the article. Um, have you anything else happening? No, that's everything. That's everything, Sarah. Very good job. Very interesting story. Very divisive. People are going to get mad at us. We're going to get cancelled. What do I always say? Can't cancel me. <laughs> you won't be cancelling nobody, buddy. Cancel me. Everybody have a really nice week. Have a nice week, everybody. Uh, Don't cancel can, us. We'll put up the Afghanistan refugee oh, yes. boxes. The link. I'll pop it up on Instagram. Um, if you can support uh, the current uh, need and to help people in Afghanistan, please do. If you can't, we get it. Go fuck yourself. Um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> joke. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks, have a everybody. Good week. Bye. Let me tell you about this guy I know, Jack. Mean kid, bad seed, hurt people. You know, you know, the problem was he got sloppy, you know, crazy. He started to lose it. 
Get a head full of bad wiring, I guess. Couldn't keep it straight up here. Come on! I've graduated Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I look through the black plate. Double jet flash! And I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen the exorcist about 167 times. Double jet flash! And it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Come on! One more thing. Do me a favor. Don't go chasing waterfalls. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Because I don't want no scrubs. I'm Michael Keaton. I've got a secret. I'm Michael Keaton. Yeah, look at my face. I'm Michael Keaton. I've got a secret. I'm Michael Keaton. Yeah, look at my face. Yeah, okay. We can make stuff. We can read the coffee. This is great. I like it. You wonder why I care? It's tape recorder. I'm an idea man, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to keep you. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to keep you. Let's get nuts. <laughs>